Join Greenbook at the 2024 Insight Innovation Exchange Conference Series. IIEX is your global hub for connections, inspiration, and innovative solutions in market research. Visit greenbook.org events to learn more about events in Asia, the Americas, and Europe. Use the code PODCAST for 20% off general admission on all upcoming events. Hello, everybody. It's Lenny Murphy. Welcome to another edition of the Green Book Podcast. Thank you for taking time out of your day to spend it with us. And uh, by us, as always, uh, I do have a guest. And a little different strategy today, we have my co-host, Karen Lynch. Karen, how are you? I am so well, Lenny. Happy to be here with you in this moment today, as usual. <laughs> yeah, thank you. And we don't get to do this that often. So it's, you know, we're usually kind of tag teaming and uh, going back and forth. And so I'm really looking forward to us talking together. Same. So, <laughs> yeah, well, as I always say, let's see if you agree when we're done. But I, I think we'll be okay. Uh, and the reason that we're doing this is because I couldn't attend IIX North America. My audience, the audience should probably sick of hearing me talk about it. We bought a farm. Who knew? I didn't know having a farm in May. It's really hard to be away. So I couldn't go because I was doing grunt work on uh, on our farm. So Karen was there and I have not gotten the download on kind of the high points of North America. And that's what we're going to talk about today. Karen is going to give her perspective, uh, not a, a blow by blow, but kind of overall trends, things that popped out. And uh, before we even get in that, I, I will share this with you guys. One that really interests things about IEX and always has been, as much as it is an event, obviously, and all the things go along with events for us, it's kind of a macro ethnography project, if you will, right? I mean, we get to observe an awful lot. We get to talk to a lot of people and it's a huge information input that we spent a lot of time kind of thinking through and in helping to feed the beast, if you will, of our thought leadership internally and thinking about the future. So this is, uh, you're going to get a little glimpse into kind of that internal process that we go through a little bit and understanding what we learn from the events as well. So there's my, uh, my setup. Karen, what maybe high level key takeaways? I know there's specific sessions we want to talk about, but just give us your, your overall impression. Yeah, absolutely, Lenny. I'll do that. And I also just want to add to what you were just saying about the ethnography of it all. As somebody who has, you know, leaned into ethnography and observational research for the entirety of my career to date, people watching at IIEX North America is one of my favorite things to do. Just seeing what content is engaging them, for example, which stages are standing room only, where people are interacting um, with one another and in what ways. Like, it's really an exciting event to go to because it's so immersive and experiential and the people watching, man, is there's nothing like it. So as far as the overarching themes, and I think I've I've shared with you, like, and all the listeners, it's worth going to the hashtags on LinkedIn to see what people have written about if you haven't already done that. But I put things in one of two buckets at this point. There's really the AI conversation, generative AI. What does chat GPT mean for our industry? Is it a friend or a foe? Is it an ally? How does it how does it fit in with me and my career, et cetera? There was that conversation, which was unavoidable. I think we had 18 plus sessions out of 100 on that 
topic. It, people could not get enough of it. There was there was so much hunger for every one session after the other. And I wondered, are, will people tire of this? But no, they did not. They showed up for each of those sessions. They are loading up to fill a knowledge deficit that they have. So that's one theme we can't resist getting into today, which we will in a minute. And the other theme is really the humanity of it all. So kind of the opposite side of that spectrum. We're talking about human-centered research and putting the changing playing field of humanity at the forefront of marketing and advertising. We had a lot of sessions that brought people into the human component of our business. So it was a great balance to have all of that uh, natural language programming and artificial intelligence conversation really balanced with the need to discuss personas and empathy and just being more human focused in our work. So those are two the overarching themes. And of course, we had some data quality woven in for good measure or from data integrity and the participant experience and some of the user experience work we're doing. We had a lot of other sneezing around those two big buckets, but those were the two big buckets. And that seems to go right along with every conversation that, you know, we're having with you know, kind of wearing my Gen 2 hat for the moment, right, with brands and with suppliers is that dichotomy, right? Uh, process versus insights, right? And I think that's where the, the technology, that transformation that we're in, uh, transformation period of, of generative AI, of the, the, the process efficiencies, and they're, they're huge and wide-ranging and changing. So audience, anything we say today in like two months is going to be different. <laughs> so at the rate of change that we are going through from that. But I love, love, love that through all of these conversations, even at IAX, that we are getting back to that foundational component, which what is the what is the role of insights? And that is to understand people. And that understanding drives better business outcomes, hopefully. And I think it's incredibly as a qual researcher, do you detect this this kind of golden age of qual emerging, this this excitement that you know, yes, yes. Well, you know, kind of a full disclosure, I, I, I have felt that Qual has always been in, at least with, with my clients, the clients that I've had for years, has always been absolutely revered and respected. So I never really had any issue personally with people not valuing it for the gold that it delivers. Um, I think that it's becoming really important right now while we're balancing this technology that we are learning to lean into. People really need to stay connected to human beings to, to balance the kind of anxiety that comes with reliance on machines and technology. So I think it's it's not necessarily a kind of a, a golden age or a renaissance per se, but it's more of a, oh gosh, I don't know what the right word for it is, but something along the lines of it, it's it's becoming elevated on the platform that it, that it should have and be a bit more revered as remember why we're here and why we're doing this and what we need the AI to help us with. It, the AI is a tool, is a means to the end, which is understanding that person. Yep. So yeah, you mentioned Rob Volpe, um, which uh, you know, if you have not listened to the podcast with Rob, you should. It's the only one that I've ever cried in. Yeah. Um, so if that's a, any draw, um, so the power of empathy. But what other? I know there were a few other sessions, uh, you know, Liquid Death and, uh, and Paramount. Kind of talk about some of those that, that yeah, really jumped Yeah, you know, out. Liquid Death was really cool because it's a great innovation story. And if you tie this into what I said in the beginning about my observational researcher, watching people experience a disruptive brand 
live on site at IAX was really cool. Many, many people that attended had their first taste of liquid death right there on the scene. And so there were people saying, really, it's water as they're bringing the can to their mouth. They're, you know, like, really, this is water. So that was really fun to witness a disruptive innovation being experienced for the first time. So really great ethnography in action. I think that that talk showed, first of all, again, this cool innovation story about, you know, the simple question, the curiosity as, you know, why do energy drinks get all the irreverent fun, right? Why can't, why can't water be just as fun as, as an energy drink kind of thing? So that's the nugget, the seed that was planted. And I love how curiosity fed an innovation like that. But also they shared, Melissa Harrington, who's fabulous researcher, shared some stories about the sampling that they're doing and the field testing that they do and some of this very what feels like grassroots for you know what's what's turning to be you know a, a force in terms of the beverage industry and and branching now out of water into some other beverages as well it was just really cool to show the people that are helping inform some of their work moving forward super cool the paramount plus presentation was one of those you know kind of audience favorites in that it really spoke to people's hearts. It's another podcast episode everybody should listen to. It's a it's showing the changing dynamics of the LGBTQ plus community in America. That's actually the name of the study that this team shared their methodology, but also some of the findings, right? Some of the statistics about the changing percentages of people who identify in the LGBTQ plus community. You know, for example, Maybe 7% of the adult population in the U.S. currently identifies with the LGBTQ plus community, but 20% of Gen Z does. So as our population changes, people identifying with these, these letters and these symbols, it's growing in terms of our, our psychographics in our country. What does that mean for brands and researchers moving forward, which was the point of the talk? That was just really heart moving. And they told stories. They showed interviews with people that they had done some qualitative research with and brought their stories to life on stage. It was really quite amazing. And again, we have a podcast on it. I'd say REI was another standout talk. Jennifer Liu talked about grounding consumer research in humanity. And this was all about wanting REI, the brand, wanting to be more human-centric and inclusive in their advertising, in their communications. And they had to do research with, you know, Black Americans or Americans of color who may not necessarily have felt like they could be a part of the hiking, camping, outdoor world before so much of that communication has been for a different demographic, if you will. And so to show the work that they're doing to be inclusive was also very inspiring. And then, of course, the qual speakers, there was just one after another talking about the work that they're doing and how they're doing it. And even, you know, we had some, we had a few usability talks. Uh, Sarah Kirkmeyer at Kroger is doing user research, shared, you know, kind of some of the persona work that they're doing in understanding people who are buying digitally or using some of their e-commerce platforms and and kind of what's the the modern take on persona work. It was just it was really neat. There was a lot of a lot of inspiration to be kind of gained from just listening to how people were talking about people. Very cool. Now, speaking of people, right? Obviously at IEX we do a lot of interesting things. We have the competition, this time our futurist honorees, which are 
well, I was going to say young, but that's not necessarily the case, but the <laughs> rising stars, yeah. you know, thought leaders in the industry. What kind of stood out from that stage, from those groups? First of all, there's so many. And we had, not only did we have a future list honoree track, but we also had future list honorees kind of peppered throughout as well, because so many of them were able to come and speak at North America. And that's one of the, for those of you who are listening, one of the the perks, if you will, of becoming an honoree is that you get a speaking spot at one of our events. So many of them were able to come to North America. I would say, you know, Ben London talked about leadership and research in general, but just, you know, kind of elevating elevating your own, again, thought leadership or, or leadership in general with other teams. Aaron Sowell talked about marketing ecology, which was, you know, quite unique. There are so many of them. There's There was Gosh, I, you know, I'd be probably remiss to to not call out Kate Hamilton, who I know very well from the QRCA, talked about her new company that she had started actually on kind of social intelligence and using social media to to do work with influencers, which is another kind of disruptive type of methodology that we've not the seen before. Question. The social question. Right. Yes. Yep, yep. And so um, thank you. So there's just a lot of individuals that are bringing some neat new thinking to the stage, which certainly we all appreciate. Yeah, absolutely. Anything else that stood up before we we go back into the other topic of AI, right? Any other standouts for you? Gosh, I I mean, I think those are really the the big ones. I I know that we had, you know, there's, we always have a, a track sort of about either insights marketing, or I think this year it was labeled growing your insights business. And I think what was really neat over there was a lot of people talking about what they could do to to grow their own careers and develop their you know personal brands or or make sure that they're clear on who they who they are and what what they're projecting out into the world, whether it's a small business or a consultancy or a mid-sized business. I think that that stage this event offered a lot of kind of professional development in in a different way. It had a slightly unique twist on it this year. So I really appreciated that. And I mean, I think the podcast age, so first of all, for me, I had a, I had a first on our podcast recording, which was we interviewed Sarah from Red Bull and I actually tasted my first Red Bull live on air. And <laughs> so like, it was really fun. There was this really cool moment where we both opened our cans and, you know, we talked a little bit about Red Bull marketing and, the Red Bull brand. So like that stands out for me, obviously, because I was deeply involved in that one. And the, and yeah, the competition is incredible. Like I, for those of you who don't know about the competition, Lenny, why don't you share a little bit about what the competition is? Because if you don't, if you're not present in that room, when those finalists have their five minutes to share what they're doing, I don't think you can even understand what's happening. Yeah. Yeah. So the the competition we came up actually before we even launched IEX, the first Insight Innovation Competition was a virtual event. Before we, we, yeah, it was a glimmer in our eye to to launch a live event series, and it was to showcase early stage companies that were you know entering the market, kind of a Shark Tank type of of situation. So it's been something near and dear to my heart. It's it's built into the DNA of the events to create a process to identify early stage companies, give them a stage, have some structure around voting from people who, you know, are, are familiar with these things and give some guidance to the companies. And there's been a hell of a lot of fantastic winners that Zappy remash. I mean, those are two, you know, come to mind that started at, uh, IEX on the competition stage and have become game changing companies. And it's a really proud 
legacy for us to have. And this year, Riveter won with their take on visual analytics and how they've built incorporating AI into that process. And yeah, it does my heart good to see so many. So you ask, I'm going to. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. For minute. <laughs> uh, what, what's so cool for me about the competition is first, everybody's a winner because they all get on stage and they, they all get exposure to potential partners and, and uh, clients, et cetera, et cetera. And of course, the winner gets you know some cash uh, that helps to maybe give them a little bit of cushion. But from, uh, from an entrepreneurial standpoint, to have that kind of skyrocketing amplification effect, and it makes such huge impact in not just the entrepreneur and the investors' lives, but in all of their employees. I mean, again, think about Zappy, who this year came full circle and sponsored the competition, right? When Steve Phillips first, first presented the concept for Zappy at the first IIX in Brazil, it was literally, it was an idea, right? And 10 years later, you know, uh, they are, Zappy is one of the most significant companies in the industry, right? They're a major player. They've, they've created a whole category. And I use that as an example, you know, of the type of success that can occur. And they employ what, 200 people now, you know, they've created stars like Ryan Berry. I introduced Ryan to Steve when Ryan was just a salesperson at, gosh, I think he was uh, at Cantar at that point, you know, and now Ryan's everywhere. So those types of that feeling of like, wow, we made a difference in people's lives. That's the core of it. It's not just the innovation and the change that uh, that can have across the industry, but it's that it's very personal. You know, it, it, it changes people's lives in a very significant way. And that's just super exciting for me. Yeah. Well, it was, it was really exciting to watch the, the five kind of five minute pitches and, you know, we have a we have a team of judges just again for the audience sake who don't necessarily know the process they are judged by uh people outside of green book who are do the first first round of judging to come up with the five finalists and then we do on site kind of crowdsource voting of people that are, that are in attendance watching the pitches and then they vote and to see the five pitches i was sitting there thinking they're all excellent these are five very good companies with really good products. So the the process I think works really well and the excitement for who actually wins is it almost it could have been any one of them, right? I still would have had that same moment of this is so great because they really are they were all worthy of being up on that stage and anyway, it's really neat for me to watch and be a part of this year. Yeah, that's it's probably the I'm always bummed to miss one of our events, but that specifically is one of the things that I'm most bummed about missing. So, yeah. Well, and then, of course, Andy was on a podcast also. So we keep referring back to some there. There's um, some uh, some ways for you to learn a little bit more. Andy at Riveter, it, there's a podcast episode that she was on. Also, she was in our ecosystem before she had uh, applied. So it so if you're curious about her company, you can hear more by tuning into that podcast. Yeah. Nice plug. Yes, We're doing thank a really good you. job. Of we are. There's so much podcasts. to plug. I'm like we are. the red. The, I don't know. I think the Red Bull. The Red Bull episode. I might have. I don't know if it was just launched or it's coming out soon. So we can put that in the show notes, and we can add the Andy at uh, Riveter episode. We can anyway. There's 
there's lots to include in there, lots of plugs, unintended plugs. <laughs> yes, maybe one day sponsored by Red Bull. Nah, yeah, I don't think. Red well, Bull you don't even but... know. Sarah and I, we talked. Me and that Red Bull team. So we'll see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> they had their they had their eye on everybody drinking liquid death. That's all I'm going to say is they were they were they were like, wait a minute, if we could also get 1,200 cans of Red Bull there next year. So never oh never God. say never. <laughs> Oh, the IEX on Red Bull. I don't know. <laughs> That's scary. <laughs> Although, certainly by the end of the event, it, you need a Red Bull. Oh, so, seriously. Uh, the, the coffee consumption increases uh, <laughs> with a period of time for so sure. Fun. Oh, that is fun. All right. Let's uh let's let's talk about the other big uh the big piece on on the AI. Probably just from the standout standpoint of what stood out to you were their presentation like okay that makes perfect sense or holy crap we can do that what was yeah what was your take? i think so so you know the existential question that really was on everybody's minds coming there is uh, and you know we heard a little bit this at, of this at um iax europe also is you know is ai going to make the researcher's job obsolete and there's a lot of like tension around that people are feeling like what does this mean and so I think people went into this event wanting an answer to that question because there was a lot of it. There was Lauren Drake at Publix talked about generative AI and the researcher's toolbox, friend, foe, or frenemy. And then there's a, a, a incredibly smart woman, Vita Kondru from Vector Science, who talked about don't keep with, you know, compete with the machine. AI is your perfect ally. So this idea that people were wrestling with, which is, is this my friend or is this my enemy? Is this a tool I can use or is this something that's going to hurt me? And so I think what we saw was all of that content shared use cases of here's how, you know, Lauren Drake, for instance, here is how I am already using this technology. Here is how my team is executing research with these tools. What we saw over on, you know, we always have a stage of for kind of tech platforms to demonstrate their products. And what we saw were people who were hungry to learn how AI is being employed and not just generative AI, but it really opened people's eyes to the AI that had already been here a year ago that other companies have already been using for the last few years. But now with generative AI layered onto it, how are you using chatbots or how are you analyzing data? with the help of artificial intelligence. So I think that's what really did. It was it kind of elevated the importance of the topic, but showed people it's time to pay attention. Those are some that really stood out at me. I, there were so, like I said, there were, there were many. So it wasn't just what was, you know, what was on stage from a organically curated track, but it was also what was happening with the kind of partners that we have in the industry. And also a lot of those companies brought brands with them so that the brands were contributing to the conversation as well. So I think that right now brands are in a learning curve themselves that they're leaning on their partners and the tech forward providers to really help them along. At least that's the way I saw that. I don't know if in your experience, Lenny, that's what you're hearing as well. Oh, absolutely. I mean, let's, let's be clear, right? I mean, it's, it's supply and demand. So when clients demand it, then partners, if they want to survive, step up to deliver it, right? I mean, that's, it's just, just basic economics and the supplier ecosystem, that is its job, is to innovate on behalf of brands and to bring those solutions to market. You know, I think this one, this particular topic, uh, as we've talked about ad nauseum for the last six months, and we'll continue to, 
for the next you know few years the pace of change the explosive nature of the transformation you know that is what i think has gotten so many people so caught up here and and it's the, and what that means is the rapid innovation amazingly rapid innovation that no one has ever experienced before and and brands don't have a handle on it and they're looking for their their supplier partners to help them get a handle on it and to create new value it's very exciting and also yeah a little scary right i mean let's you know let's own that there is a weird kind of part of this that's like whoa wait a minute our robot overlords are they going to take our jobs right that my my joking way of saying it and those aren't those are real concerns those are valid concerns when anytime there's a process change something that changes processes so much of course it's going to have a human impact as well it just is right it may be the one you know i wouldn't want to be a transcriptionist right now i wouldn't want to be a coder right now you know it just is what it is that's unfortunate you know we'll learn how to do that but i interesting i'll get your take on this i actually had a conversation this morning on the similarities between writing a good prompt and being a good interviewer or writing a good guide or questionnaire or moderating a good group and how those skill sets are actually very 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 similar which i find that to be incredibly exciting that as we think through what the future looks like our ability to ask smart questions to get to information that is not just sitting out there ready for AI to just incorporate in, but to find that, find the whys, right? To get to that, that missing piece of information, I think is incredibly exciting. Well, and what I love about that is, you know, when you are, when you are setting out to do some interviews and you need to, you have, you know, you have your question guide and then you ask a question and it doesn't get at the answer that, not that you were hoping for or looking for, but that gives you the insight. You're like, mm, that question wasn't the right question. So you have to do a lot of improv on the spot to say, how might I ask this question differently? Yeah, a point in cases, if, if anybody listening has ever done research with children and you have a question that you think a child will be able to, an open-ended question, you're pretty sure it's the right one. And then you ask this you know, child the question and they just kind of blink and look at you. And it's like, nope, we, we must reword these questions for children. A different a different audience member needs a different question. And I think that that skill of changing the language to a question to try to elicit a helpful answer is absolutely transferable with, with what I've seen with working with generative AI is I can ask a question one way. And if I'm not seeing what I want, a result that helps me, I can say, let me ask it a different way. And then I get different information. So at least right now, that's the work of the researcher is really to craft that question of the machine similar to how we would craft it of the respondent or the individual sitting across from us. You have to find the question that's going to help them help you. Yeah. yeah I, it's exciting. It's exciting times right now. Again, this conversation I was having this morning uh, was around the idea of virtual respondents. And I think we're there. Now, does that, everybody listening, does that, I do not think that that is going to replace the bulk of market research, right? Um, because we still need to validate and ask questions. But are there types of research done today that I can see the virtual respondent model being deployed to? 
Yeah. And I think it's really interesting if you have if you have a clear set of personas that you that are in your user base or your customer base and the intelligence is trained to really know that persona. I don't see why they couldn't. I think that validation work is the key that you just mentioned. The key is going to be, is this accurate? Does this resonate? Does this land? Has this changed? As people change, then there's going to be this continual need to update what the system knows about those people. And as and we know that behavior can change really quickly, right? It can change overnight. It can change faster than we can even keep keep up with, which is one of the reasons why pe- brands have to repeat the research that they're doing to say, hey, is this still right? We have to track this. So it'll be an interesting time. Again, that's all about the adaptation that has to happen. People have to adapt their methods as the technology advances, we have to then adapt. How do we, how do we, what are the methods we need to use now? Because we might have to explore things a little bit differently than we used to. Yeah. Now time for another plug. Then. <laughs> uh, yeah. But because for our, our listeners, because this topic is so big and impactful and transformative and changing so quickly, we're launching a new event. You've probably got an email from it already called IXAI. It'll be a virtual event in uh, in the fall that is solely focused on this topic for us to understand this specifically in all of its dimensions. In my opinion, and Karen, see if you agree, in my 20 plus years being in the industry, I've never seen anything that has so many ramifications. Um, the the shifting from phone to online, mobile, social media, those are all huge, huge pivot points for the industry. But this is a radically different thing. This has, it kind of trumps them all, in my opinion, because there's so many potential applications and long-term implications that affect almost every aspect of not just how we do things, but why we do things across the board. So we think it, it needs space for its own event. And what do you, what's your take? No, I mean, absolutely, because I think that we're still under, we, we, and by we at this point, I mean, we, we, the human beings who are taking all of this in and certainly the professionals that are trying to discern in our minds what it means for us. We still have a lot to learn unless you grew up and were educated with that kind of coding high tech background. A lot of researchers have have many of those skills, but not necessarily to the extent that an engineer might have or a computer science major might have, for example. Unless you were that, you have a lot to learn. So we all really need to expedite our education in this. And that's what we're feeling. It would be, I think, akin to somebody saying like, hey, can you teach Spanish to this, you know, group of 10th graders and and you've never spoken a word of it in your life. Not only do you have to learn the language, but you also maybe have to learn, wait, what is a 10th grader even like? How do I teach? You know, so you're suddenly being forced to not just learn something new, but learn how learn what is new and how to apply it and to a specific audience. And I think that's a lot going on in our brains all at once. And that's the magnitude of it is it feels like it could drown us, and we just have to keep taking steps forward every day to lean in more, to learn more, and to listen more. And again, if I could tell you the standing room only at the event for, you know, for the for on the AI content on the second day, I was like, I, it, it, people are still very, very hungry because they have a lot to learn. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, gosh, I spend probably an hour a day just 
you know, reading, listening to other things on this topic just to try and stay. And, and tomorrow it'll be different than what I read today. So, all right. Want to be conscious of your time and as well as the time of our listeners. So any other key takeaways, anything else that you want to share on if, if there was one learning, you thought this is, this is it from the event. You know, I think that I go back to the idea that IIX is the Insights Innovation Exchange. And we talked about all of this, but we also talked about kind of innovation at all. And, and, and actually a talk that we didn't touch on that was excellent, the way it came together was, was a panel, Data-Inspired Innovation Strategies for Product Excellence. And we had somebody from Merck step in, somebody from McDonald's, somebody from P&G, Robin Along facilitated the discussion. And it's the idea of using data to drive innovation. And often that involves a tech partner, right? So I think the the big picture is that is that is what we are all charged with doing is using the insights, the analytics, the data that we have to inspire innovation, whether it's product innovation or innovative thinking. That's really the the, the bottom line, almost what, what unites all of us is this is the mission, right? To use what we have to drive innovation forward. So I think that's the, the big picture takeaway across all of it. That's great. All right, anything, uh, since we two are together, I know we're working on some cool stuff coming down the pike. Anything you want to give anybody a sneak peek of or kind of a watch out for some uh, interesting stuff? So we've talked about IAX, right? AI. So that event will be coming up in September. We will have our health event coming up where we're talking a lot about, speaking of data-driven, right? But data-driven patient experience and keeping patients central to all that's happening in healthcare and pharma and the larger healthcare ecosystem. That event is coming up. Let's also plug behavior because we'll be doing that event again. It might look a little different this year, but that's coming soon as well. And, you know, there was there was a great track on behavior at, at North America as well. So we know that that is still important, as you know, also from some of the work that you're doing at Gen 2, if you want to kind of echo what I'm saying there, I'm sure it's a great time for it. Yeah, no, absolutely. And it goes back to what we're talking about, right? The In, in general, this uh, the, the technology will enhance our ability to collect this information that is uniquely about about why, right? That is, it is, it is human-centric at its core. So uh, I think it's a great time for that as well. And, and without giving too much, yeah, okay, I'm getting a thumbs up. <laughs> so if you like this Lenny and Karen show, there's <laughs> probably some more coming, but in a different way. Uh, so stay tuned. I don't want to give away too much or overpromise, but we're excited that we're we're working on an idea to take this show on the road, so to speak. Um, at least <gasps> oh, a virtual that's road. Oh, another idea. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about all that, but I'm gonna the, get the RV. Let's get that RV. In. <laughs> oh, that would be. Um, uh, I don't know, Tim and Danielle. I don't know what they. You know, it, that would be an interesting, uh, hilarious. Or we could be. all go and create a reality TV show on it as well. Because <laughs> maybe that's the next iteration. Not just this uh, kind of you know webcast, but a, there we go. And then we can get Red Bull to sponsor. <laughs> so it's hilarious. Very very funny. Too funny. All right. Anything else, Karen? Before we log off. No, I mean I just think. You know, it, it, it goes without saying that I, I know listeners are are making sense of this AI thing. And I and I, I don't want it to seem like 
Lenny and I are saying, yes, it's important. Yes, it's coming. Is it gloom and doom? Like, I, I know it's an uncomfortable space people are in, and I just want to acknowledge how people are feeling. There's a, there's a model, like a learning model about conscious competence. And without sounding too much like an academic, since I am not, you know, we are at this, this place where we are just starting to become conscious of how incompetent we are in this space. And that's why we're uncomfortable. It's just a period of time. We will all get comfortable soon and we will know enough of what we know and we'll start to feel a little bit better about it. It may not become, you know, completely unconscious competence yet, but we will get to a more comfortable place than we are right now where suddenly we're highly aware that we don't know everything we need to know. And so anyway, stay the course, learn all you can, and we will all get through this period of transition and transformation. That's all. All right. That's it. Thank you so much. Thanks to Natalie, our producer, James, our editor, and to you, our listeners. We appreciate it. And we'll talk to you again soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, everyone. Join Greenbook for the 2024 Insight Innovation Exchange. This global conference series, also known as IIEX, is where connections are made, inspiration is found, and innovative solutions are discovered. With more than 90% of attendees using IIEX Insights to shape strategic business decisions, the return on investment is undeniable. Whether you're in Asia-Pacific, North America, Europe, or Latin America, IIEX is your gateway to the latest market research best practices, tech innovation, and strategies for transporting insights into action. Nurture your career and business with insights from across the globe. And here's a bonus. Use the special code PODCAST to save 20% on general admission for all IIEX events. Visit greenbook.org events today to learn more and register. See you there.